The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, Talk Cosmos, August 18, 2018. We're continuing with Leo. This is the fourth week. Today, our focus is on children, childhood, the inner child, and claiming that desire and wonder that children exhibit, and it's their birthright. And through time, perhaps the wonder of life has stepped away and there's answers to that remembering that in the past in the babylonian times many many years past this is because it was 5000 years ago with the babylonians in, in mesopotamia in the tigris and euphrates rivers in the middle east the phoenix was a bird a myth logical bird that rose from its ashes every 500 years and realizing that that really relates to Pluto the cycle of Pluto or two Plutos actually because it's 248 so that's 250 years so it's a, I'm not quite sure why it's 500 but that is the cycle but the point is the sun rises and sets every day and that ancient knowledge of this sustenance, this life-giving energy of Leo that we've been discussing, the energy that always is reliably, generously given, does stop and begin like the phoenix giving us life. So that quality of the wonder and the desire, perhaps we've lost, and our conversation will be focusing on Bringing up a subject that we spoke of last week, which was about the orca here in the Northwest, the Pacific Northwest, in the Samish, Samish Sea that used to be called the Puget Sound, there's in this particular pod 75 orcas, and one in particular, a young mother was holding her deceased child for, as it turns out, 17 days. It was 16 days as of last week and the following day, which was Sunday, the calf was gone. Uh, and this mm. is, again, the idea of the child and parenting themes that we'll be bringing up. And perhaps the importance and love, the intense love of the parent with the child. And in a sense, indicating perhaps that the, the possibility of extinction with the pollution that we have. Now, th this isn't necessarily the archetype of Leo, but it all evolves out of a relating. But between the ocean pollution, the noise, the lack of food, it's just one element that's focusing on a subject that is near and dear. And it, relating to to the eclipse that we just experienced, having finished the eclipse season of three eclipses, 
all in the nodes. Those are points of the moon, north node and south node. South node, what we enter into, which is Aquarius. At this time, they last 18 months. And where we're headed, which is Leo, which is our archetype of that axis is really one axis. But it is of the child. And there is perhaps that indication that these orcas, these whales, are showing us the vast importance, the grief of not being connected to our child, of not being connected to our childhood. I have the pleasure today of introducing a speaker we've had on previously in June, June 2nd, as a matter of fact, Catherine Zumfield, Zumstein. And Catherine is an evolutionary astrologer, a consultant, teacher, writer. She lectures. She has webinars. She's located in Maine. And she's the founder of Earth Sky Astrology. And it's my great pleasure to say hi, Catherine. Hello, Sue. <laughs> so nice to be here. Yes. And this subject of the child, I know you have thoughts. Uh, we both do. And your own thoughts, I would, uh, about nurturing the uniqueness. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts about mm. the differencing of yeah parents and well, you know, uh, Leo is the sign of the, the legacy. You know, how do we keep that legacy going that we have, we're carrying with us? And, uh, and of course, that has a, so Leo's connected with our parents as well as our children. And um, so I think it's, uh, I've always felt because, you know, I am the mother of, of two grown daughters and and I've always thought that if all parents had the ability to really see where the soul that's coming through them, what makes them tick, um, we could help them so much better in their journey because uh, there's so many factors involved in how children grow. And uh, you know, some of those, some of it is our own conditioning, with our own experiences, our um, as well as our acquired philosophies as we become parents. And then there's this child with a very unique chart. And uh, it's always been of interest to me that astrology could really help parents more effectively um, in, that, in that journey. It does. It's, it's very valuable. I know we've spoken a bit on it in various uh, other sessions Laura Tad on the 19th of July was bringing the fact of the composite chart each person bringing into the family and and I only mention this because yeah. it by the time we get to Leo it is that uh, consistent it's the the development the 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 continuation of the evolution of the person and so now we're at this manifestation point and with legacy as as reminding as you have pointed out so really connecting with that person that little spirit 
is invaluable to direct because it's not one size fits all. You're absolutely right. It's true. Yeah, and I think it's also connecting with our own creativity. Um, and I think the more we are connected to our creativity, I think the more we're open to what our children are revealing about themselves. You know, we stay tuned into that whole channel of creativity because the children are our brain. You know, we have brain children and physical children, all sorts of children. But um, and I think that's an important piece as parents not to get too dogmatic about shoulds and um, and to remain flexible and and, and creative. Um, and it's a tough thing. You know, it is a tough thing because, you know, as we know, their children don't come with manuals. So, yeah. um, and I think this is a, a really, really important subject um, since there are so many theories and philosophies and, and it's so hard to navigate through them all. Um, but I, I've always felt that you know, even if parents just knew about, um, you know, obviously everybody knows their sun's sign, and that's really important, you know, to understand that's where you shine because the sun rules uh, Leo, which and sun wherever your sun is is where you shine. Um, but just knowing the nodal axis of the of the lunar nodes, it you know really shows tells so much. Yes. Um, the yeah. direction that we've come from and the direction that we're really headed to integrate mm. our, our the what opposes our natural baggage that we've brought in it is on a spiritual basis you know and the sun represents in astrology also the father mm. figure and there's without having this i'm just thinking with some of the news that have come out with the unfortunate recurrence uh, well by recurrence i mean in Pennsylvania with the Catholic Church, you know, mm. coming to terms of atonement to be more visible and take some uh, steps to correct the, the atrocities of, of, um, that have happened, a, a violation mm. against the, the, the child. Because I was thinking, my goodness, what a population to have of such duress how would their own parenting be involved? How are their own values? So this idea of going, of reaching into ourself to find that desire and wonder of the child that really allows and gives permission for the for the beautiful uh, values and 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 gifts of our spirit to work instead of this. Um, Harm, harmed method, it's, uh, it, it seems right now that it's increasingly important to yeah. really connect. For sure. Well, I mean, think of the, the square that Leo has um, with Scorpio, and, and a lot of these children are victims of a, of a distorted, you know, mindset um of sexuality you know that was i mean of course it's a long subject but yes um yeah i mean so you see that they're somehow children are the you know become the targets innocence becomes the target of of a distortion and unfortunately i think it's been going on 
for a really long time. We just hear about it more quickly now. Um, and then again, we have Jupiter in Scorpio, which is right. revealing. And Jupiter squared the nodes. And, and I'm bringing this up, too. A lot of this is pure astrology. And there is an audience there that welcomes it. And there's people that are learning. But, right. but as we've discussed earlier, the eclipses, their energy lasts for extended period of time. So it's still resonating to have, mm. yes, um, that squared, the revealing this information. And in so many ways, I'm thinking, too, with Uranus squaring the nodes itself, uh, because Uranus is in Taurus. Yeah, it's like we're being enlightened to the severity of the problem. You know, Uranus is shining a light on the, on the wound. Yes. Um, yeah. Or and just the emphasis of children. I'm thinking, mm -hmm. you know, is that eternal message that right. of, of returning to that inner child, that there is a method. I was just listening to a talk, and it said, wish, want, desire. And the idea is we wish, then we want, but the desire to do something, to connect to that wonder again, the flower the, that represents the the signal that, mm -hmm. and, 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 and the role, as you're bringing out, with the parent to really cue into the difference between themselves. Yeah, and I think, I think it's also, you know, we've all been children. So I think when we tune into that inner child within ourselves and work on that whatever, you know, wounds we have around our own experiences – that's a really key, you know, because, mm. um, I mean, we never we always ha carry that with us. You know, we always have our inner child and whatever, whatever our experiences were, that's carried with us in our programming. And so I think it's an important piece for all of us to t stay tuned in to our own childlike nature and, and remaining curious and open and seeing life as opportunity rather than you know, a problem, you know, because, I mean, if you watch children, you, you know, you see them like they'll, they'll try out ice skating and fall down, they get up, fall down, they get up yes. again, over and over, they don't give up. In the moment, yeah. pardon me, I was just saying the moment, yes, they're in the moment, yeah. go ahead. Right, and, you know, we can learn so much from that, because, you know, a lot of these, that, that open-mindedness, and that, that willing to just embrace life head on like that. We, a lot of us, you know, we lose that in the course of getting older and it's natural, but I think it's an important thing to cultivate, you know, make conscious cultivation of that, of that energy and openness. Um, and that to me is really key, not just as, you know, for effective parenting, but in our own growth, uh, it is. To maintain that connection, yeah. No, it is to learn to play again. I know that all the ancients, well, the ancients, the tribal people, again and again, they had big circles. I know down in the, um, in Arizona, I went to different old ruins, and there was a big circle for games and many cultures. And it's that for frivolity, <laughs> the joyfulness, yeah. yes, of, of just uh, 
experiencing in a in a playful manner and adults need to learn it actually yeah yeah and uh this is where i think uh laughter and a sense of humor really are really helpful <laughs> yeah yeah in fact i think isaac the name not that i'm so biblical of myself i must say but i am aware of that interestingly in that book that people refer to so much the second child was named Isaac, which means laughter. And I thought, oh, mm. my goodness, that's what an interesting quality. That's of some importance. You know, and children, has, throughout the globe, we're so global increasingly. In China, I was just reading, there was traditionally, well, for some years, the one child rule and it had been changed to two but that's been obliterated and it's now welcoming having more children and I'm thinking what a difference and that's for the the purpose of of taking care of the elderly because there's right but yet still as a society that means that there'll be groups of children there'll be that energy that family that that playfulness I wonder how that'll readdress the, their experience but mm. yeah that'll be interesting <laughs> mm. to, to observe that you know because I, I think um that means there'll be more children will be around other children more often and you know uh maybe I don't know for certain but I'm wondering if uh, the one child family that child was put on a career path and made to be you know, focused and ambitious. Um, I know, I, I, I'm wondering, that'll be interesting. It'll change the dynamic of the family for sure. Yes. I know both of us have several siblings in our own families. And then I know people that have family members that came from only one person. And there's advantages both ways. But mm. at any rate, I think going back to children, as you were, one of the points you were wanting to speak about is how we were raised and how to be objective. And I suppose, were you thinking of the Aquarian viewpoint, the opposite being objective? Yeah, well, you know, right now we have that south node in Aquarius. So, um, and, you know, we've got all these ideas. And it's interesting that the ruler of Aquarius, Uranus, is squaring the nodal axis, uh, but it's in Taurus. So it's like we have to somehow make these ideas practical, you know, and uh, and put them into practice um, in order to move to this north node in Leo. Um, it's 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 like, you know, it's really imperative to really think out of the box uh, and be spontaneous um, and, uh, you know, incorporate some of that Aquarian element moving into this Leo uh, mode of self-expression and playfulness. Um, I would imagine, I, I, just as a, you know, for this last, I don't know how, many, how long it's been, the nodes have been in Leo Aquarius. We got some pretty interesting souls incarnating right now that will bring a lot to us for sure. Um, I, it, you know, to me, it's a very highly creative axis um, both ways. And uh, but I think just generally culturally, it's 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 definitely you know we're winding up this uh, 
this period in Aquarius Leo. But obviously, we always have children, and we're always addressing yeah. this issue. It's just uh, um, seems quite pertinent right now. I, I was thinking, actually, when, when you were talking about doing this uh, show, and I was thinking about how, you know, parents are getting re their kids ready for school and activities and, you know, how so many kids are overscheduled sometimes. And, and I was thinking about, you know, the importance of giving your t kids the time and space to mm. just create, let them be bored so that can, something can come out of that boredom. You know, I think we've all had this tendency to think we have to keep our kids active all the time. And, um, and, you know, and obviously, you know, they're on mobile devices and iPads and, you know, and that's that South Node in Aquarius. So like, let's get them off of that. Let's get them in the sunshine and play, you know, yes. <laughs> that North Node in Leo. Have a chance to be, exactly. And that reminds me, too, here in Seattle, King County, which is our county, reported they have, there are 8,000 homeless children that attend schools. Wow. Which is an incredible number. And... The, the differences of how in this country, just this country, besides the world, how the experiences vary, you know, from being supported, such as going to many activities versus not, mm -hmm. and the needs. Yeah, wow. You know, it's... Although, here, I will... <laughs> there's one more. I, I keep uh -huh. looking at the newspaper because amazingly... Life seems to reflect, which is, I know this as I'm interested in astrology, but it is incredible to notice articles in the paper that are constantly uh, reverberating the octet. So here it is, children that are, it says, the thrill of learning to fly. And these children are doing flight simulators at, at one of the schools, at the Boys and Girls Club, actually. Mm -hmm. And it was my husband was bringing it to my attention that many, many pilots are going. And Aquarius, you know, I'm thinking of flight in the air. Right. And travel, you know, that whole access and education, educating children. Because I am i don't study horary, but I believe with horary, um, the fifth house does rule education. And possibly I was thinking if that is relating children to their education. So when you like when we were children, we didn't learn how to fly. So <laughs> this is just a, a response to what you're bringing up. That's very clear that the times change, even if our own hearts and even if we had the best support of life, it's still the opportunities change and how to mm -hmm. live. Yeah. And I think, you know, with both Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn, you know, it, structures are being old structures being torn down new ones being created you know this is sort of seems like a key time to i don't know i i've always been interested in the um al alternative types of education for children um though i wasn't able to take advantage of that so much with my own kids um i've always been quite interested in like waldorf schools and um things of that nature that seem to be more holistic and, and, you know, not so much as our current paradigm, which is, was, you know, kind of created 
in the industrial age. <laughs> um, and I feel is so much around rote memorization and yes. not the creative use of the mind. Um, and I would hope to see some changes in that area. Um, in the not too distant future, we'll see. <laughs> so. it, it would be. I know that a guest, a previous guest during Gemini, we were going between learning and teaching Kath Talevich, and she homeschooled her children. And just what you had mm. spoken about, the alternative methods, I was asking her, and she said it was so supportive to have the environment, the neighbors, and the skills, and to be able, kind of like the old, it made me re remember or think of what it might have been to have communities where people mm. uh, learned sewing from, you know, different skills and experiences, or, but on a collective basis, you know, the strength. Right. So there's a good balance there. And I did go back to school and take a wonderful class that was about the four, like you were saying, the four attitudes of, learn, of schools is the word. One was militaristic, do or don't. And the second was the memorization group, which we're familiar with. The third was totally a creative. And this could have changed. This was like 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. But um, a totally creative without any structure, just creativity at every step. And the fourth, which on a hierarchy it seemed to be the most, uh, the highest element although that's of course debatable but that was more of a an assignment idea of like perhaps of a if i remember like a ceo where everybody uh, applied all this information and therefore pursued information necessary to support what they were working towards mm-hmm yeah, fascinating. Yeah, it's. I have a. I you know I lived in Colorado. I was good friends with a woman whose daughter wasn't was in a Waldorf school there, and um, she's older now and quite talented. And I, it seems like you know the way they approach the early childhood, they don't, they don't um, force reading at such an early age. Mm. You know, it's, it's manual skills, gardening and knitting and, you know, learning to create things. And then the reading thing seems to come later. We, um, we will come right back to that. I love this whole idea. I thank you, Catherine. Sure. Because we're taking a little announcement. And since we're both pre-recording this, there won't be any phone calls. But we'll be right back. Thank you from Talk Cosmos. Sue Rose Minahan and Catherine Zumstein. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Leo, ruled by the solar sun. Having departed from a cycle based on the internal process of emotional attachments requiring security and safety, the energy of Leo externally manifests our legacy through children and artistic creations. As a fixed yang fire sign that desires to ignite actualization, 
Leo the lion takes the risk to generously exhibit love and welcome all to share their stage with joyous pleasure for living life. Hello, this is Wendy Wyrot, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconscious. Hi, Catherine. We're back again. Hello. Yes. <laughs> what you were saying is wonderful. I have a friend here who is talking about her new grandchild. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it, their particular idea of parenting their child was to leave that child totally de- independent without, in other words, if it's lying on its back, this little girl baby, and needed to turn over, they didn't do anything. They just let the baby figure it out. And at first, the grandmother, my friend, was really surprised and shocked and certain that this wouldn't work but now that the child is I think a year and a half going on two she's realizing the strength of this little person <laughs> and I, yeah and there's a name for that kind of which totally eludes me I'm not sure what it is but it's also with um, food I guess the, this child can eat however it wants so whenever it eats there's food all over. I mean, the hair, <laughs> everything. Have to get a hose, you know, literally. But somehow, it's that whole sense of learning through your own experience. And I think that <laughs> kind of speaks a little bit about what you were just mentioning. Yeah, that's interesting because I think um, years ago, I forget, was it Doctor Spock? Um, I might have, I might have read it in a doc, old Doctor Spock book, but. They did an experiment where they provided, um, you know, I think they're around nine months old. You know, they were eating solid food. They provided uh, babies who were in a high chair with with a, a smorgasbord of different foods mm-hmm. for I don't know if it was like a 30 day period or what. You know, I might have I might be a little off on this. But anyway, they what they found is that over a 30 day period, they ate a balanced diet, but they might eat just like hard-boiled eggs all day or beets all day or whatever applesauce it would they might just get in a food jag but over a 30-day span it was balanced you know and it's interesting how we we naturally uh, these babies naturally achieved a balance in their diet without somebody saying okay you got to eat this now and you got to eat so much of this every day you know it was interesting yes. I thought without being directed is that inner inner voice and that gets me back to the word desire that is so prevalent in the the entire manifestation of leo it's fulfilling those desires so that's a good example of Mm -hmm. how just naturally speaking and i have heard also that it's not important to necessarily eat the same quantity of meat for instance every day that there's many societies that have them in in different portions of soups or of uh, combinations, and so a little bit throughout the week, yeah, it does balance. So mm-hmm. it's a very good acknowledgement to listen to that inner voice again, to realize that our desires are there to be fulfilled, 
you know, that, that naturally spending them by experiencing them allows us to have that knowledge that and, and develop the next step. Yeah, and you know, it's. It, I think it, a lot of it is really about trusting life itself. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just think what a miracle it is that the sun rises every day. <laughs> you know, I mean, we take it for granted, but it's really amazing. And and somehow, I mean, I, I know it's it's so easy because we have access to bad news like on a daily basis. Um, but life always seems to win. <laughs> You know, no matter how how much we screw it up, you know, and it doesn't mean that we should allow a screw up to happen, but it's like, it's amazing. You know, I heard something about how, I don't know if it was mushrooms or something that can eat up oil spills or, you know, yes. and, and turn, recreate our whole ecosystem. It's, it's, it's just incredible how, how regenerative that. It, it- life is you know it chernobyl if i'm saying that right i sometimes i get words difficult yeah chernobyl, chernobyl yeah yes recently i think it was during may during taurus um petra Tauchert was mentioning that there's still there's uh growth happening it's not necessarily growth where people can live there but there is growth and so yes nature wow. this huge life force Gaia that we're part of and it also reminds me of something I've heard on the television Nova or one of these wonderful programs that was and I may have related it but that there's belief that I don't know if it's belief or knowledge or where it is exactly in the scientific world but life started very likely in the ocean with the hot currents of lava of of the volcano of that mm. heat away from the sun really but the heat and it was with uh, um, the combination of minerals I, I did bring that up on the last talk mm-hmm. but that yes that to trust life and very well like with the sun like the phoenix the the bird that rises and and reforms itself out of its own ashes, the proverbial. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting now, too, because we, you know, we've had this Mercury retrograde in Leo, and uh, it's, it's almost like even having this conversation and reacquainting ourselves with what Leo is about. (laughs) It's so apropos. Um, And and focusing on... Oh, yes. Yeah. Because it's in Leo. That's a good point. Right. And... Yes, yes, it is. And speaking is one, and it wouldn't have to be speaking. Mercury could be writing, communicating in some fashion. Mm-hmm. It is one of the, the building blocks of civilization. It's so necessary because these ideas live so long before, you know, you go back in the mythology and you realize just uh, that people were very conscious of many of the constant you know, of life and death and the relationships, but they finally wrote it down. So it's important to talk about it. And we're, yes. Yeah, we're in that zone right now. Yeah, well, I mean, it, to me, the most striking example of this emphasis on the Leo Aquarius uh, nodal axis was, you know, the children 
uh, in detention centers, separated from their families, you know. Um, and that crisis, which I have not even heard much in the news in the last period, but, you know, and it's something that our, we need to keep focused on, that, you know, the health of these children, obviously. Um, and just to think that uh, such a supposedly advanced civilization such as ours would do something that we know is traumatic for for reasons that have nothing to do with the good of children and could you know it's just it's unbelievable and i hope that we can create something that will never allow this to happen again you know this um using children as pawns for some political Goal. That um, drives right back to the theme that we're centering, you know, with children, childhood, inner child, and that is that wonder that not, not. And I'm trying to think of a word rather than saying not, but the fact is, is to to integrate, to to unify ourselves without being fragmented, without being separated. Exactly, as you're separated from our, from our sense of wonder, from that sense of childhood, that sense of inner child, because obviously the detachment, looking at oh well, they, not remembering, not realizing, the the trauma, somehow if, I'm convinced if people could really embrace that as though it was themselves, how could they possibly inflict that on some other person, whether it was the detention or whether it was the Catholic priests, or mm. whether it's um, a, a, so many issues that are coming up, such as that orca whale that was telling people, hey, we're going to all perish if we don't, you know, the grief there that, mm. which of course, in the grief as we, so much of this is as we speak, because we do study astrology. I know both of us are. At least in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, that's not just Leo. That's the, the, the fixed axis. That's Pluto. But then again, going back to the phoenix, the sun does represent so much of life and death. You know, it comes up, it goes away. Right. And, and, right. and that trust. I love that reminder. Mm. And, you know, another thing with that orca is that I think we tend to not realize how intelligent animals are and how how incredible their love is <laughs> and and in many ways there's more there's a lot of more wisdom in the animal world you know i mean that's nobody tried to separate that well of course maybe humans did but i'm you know the the orca that carried her calf around it was i'm wondering how the other the rest of the pod or I'm not certain that's what you call yes, them, yes, but the yes. rest of the orcas, did they allow her that grief? Did they honor her process, you know? They stayed together. She would fall, I'm trying to remember, yes, she would fall back, um, but because there's another one that they're concerned about now that's also mm. in trauma, and it's recognizing so much, and it's so interesting to see how people are really speaking of it, not just as... At a distance, but embracing that feeling themselves because it touches all the hearts. 
And mm. that's also like, why is this happening? It is part of that energy that is reminding. So how, for the first time, they actually tried feeding, which is quite unusual to interfere. Mm. But they, because they're so smart, as you say, they used a tube because he didn't want the, do- the orcas to get the idea that they were going to get fed because they are so brilliant. Like the dolphins. Uh-huh. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam's up. I'm just looking at this other article just to jump a little bit, but back to children again and the homeless issue as such. And again with Leo, because Leo can, through connecting with our inner child and manifesting our legacy, you know, which is childhood, which is legacy as you're bringing up, but also that legacy that we provide as through our own life. But Pearl Jam, who is from Seattle, uh, returned after five years and just recently, last week, had a couple of shows that they called the Home Shows. And the monies went towards combating homelessness. So great. it is, whether they were aware of the children, but just the fact that by what a great illustration of manifesting who you are can help resolve in maybe not such a dramatic way, but here's a beautiful method. Well, you know, it's like we're all in this together. Hmm. And the more, more as a society that we come to that and act from that knowledge, you know, it's like, um, What's that saying? The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Yes. I mean, we could, we could be so if we all had this conscious recognition all the time of that, we would all thrive and flourish. You know, um, it's when we start thinking of each of ourselves and each other as separate. You know, yes. and you know we're all connected. You know. That's the bottom line. We are so connected emotionally, etherically, psychologically, physically. We all depend on each other. When nobody's independent or interdependent in a healthy society. Um, and I think the problem, in I, my opinion, is in this country, we, we value independence so much, you know, the self-made man mm. and all of that. But I think this is what, you know, the Leo Aquarius, you know, Aquarius is about co-creation Leo is creation, but I don't. One cannot really exist without the other, you know. It is an exchange. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's an important idea that we need to cultivate within ourselves. That um, because I, you know, I think there's so many diseases of isolation. You know, addiction being the mm-hmm. major one that I'm thinking of. You know, it's a, really a disease of isolation. Um, and I, my being the, uh, my oldest daughter, um, was, was an opiate addict in years past and she's now helping other addicts and doing amazing things around the world. And, and I'm so fortunate that she is alive and thriving, but we've had a lot of discussions about this and, um, and she is not of the opinion of the disease model so much and i'm in agreement with her on that and i think it it's the isolation that 
and the, and the, and the loneliness that people just generally feel. Um, and, uh, and I think it's, we've created this kind of society, you know, we, we all move around a lot, you know, I'm guilty of that one. And we don't have that sense of, um, you know, that is a saying, it takes a village to raise a child. And it's, I think it's really true. It doesn't have to be all biological family, but we need extended support and we've lost some of that. And I think that's what's created a lot of isolation. That's a good point because I'm uh, at first too, I was thinking about the opportunity in the world that there's, um, without it's without embracing the unseen the undefined the unknown trusting going back to that word that in some sense it's life is supporting us that whatever mm-hmm. that it wants us to be our authentic self i mean we're thinking of archetypes like Uranus and and which the outer planet and Aquarius, which right now that we're coming from, which, but because otherwise one can, if for sensitive people too, and I say sensitive, but for people that have awareness that there is more to life than just following exact rules and instructions without the heart. And again, Leo is the heart. That life can seem barren you know mm-hmm. i know that nature in the old days old days you know, ancients 70 percent, just like the globe had to be natural like we have 70 percent water and we're 70 percent water and that same kind of dynamic of the existence because there is something greater than ourself and it is part of ourself is that whole reconnection and i agree that it, it can seem uh, lost without a role. Like, where are the roles of the heart, really? So for any of us, just to connect back, remembering our that eternal inner child. Yes. And not taking it, I guess part of it is not taking it so seriously, realizing that it's not, Play, because I'm thinking of play. Play doesn't take things seriously. It sort of plays with that and it plays with that. It's almost like looking at a chart, you know, trying to figure out, I mean, Mm -hmm. in one way, like, well, what are the progressions? What are the solar arcs? What if, where's uh, the transits and et cetera, et cetera, which are all terms here for those that may not be aware, but there are ways of measuring and looking at things. But it's fun. You know, you can. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you children learn by playing. I mean, that's their work. They, they play, but through the play, the learning happens. It's not like a separate thing. Now we got to learn, you know, and now you can play. It's really two interconnected things. Um, so I think somehow our separating the two (laughs) has, uh, done a disservice. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, you're bringing this up of the isolation is if you, even though you might be among others, if you're, if you don't feel connected as though there's a place for you because of your own unique sensitivities of, of 
what life is meaningful for. Mm. You know, it's um, and which gets back to what you were saying about the parent parenting of. I mean, we can parent ourselves too. I mean, both ways. It's like being the parent, looking at the child as a unique person that has their direction, or else if we didn't receive that, and we're always that child of 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 putting attention to it again. Mm. Yeah, so, and you know it's. I was remembering I was uh, doing some mini readings at this uh, metaphysical fair recently, and I think I shared this with you before, Sue. But uh, um, and I think we tend to underestimate the the wisdom of children as well. Um, I had this this mother and her eleven year old daughter that came out to my table, and the the eleven year old wanted a reading, and um, so I had to quickly shift gears, uh, you know, and and get to her level and what I think might be important to an 11 year old, you know, and I, I saw, I mentioned her artistic gifts and did she have a hobby with the arts or, and I saw athletic ability in her chart. And I mentioned, you know, great need for exercise and her mother concurred, you know, though those things were very true. And she's, the girl's listening to me and suddenly she looks me square in the eye and says, what about my anger? <laughs> so uh, I'm like, wow. You know, I mean, I think, the kids being born now are like really savvy to what the issues are and they need to, well, they want to address them. You know, they don't want to dance around anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we had to talk about what the purpose of anger, you know, and it does have a purpose to, you know, to pay attention to something that doesn't feel good, you know, and, you know, and, uh, you know, what, you know, how, how to handle that. So anyway, that I just brings, had to. Oh, I interject. like it. That brings up the perfect point of how astrology can open up as a vehicle the real conversations necessary to explore these abstractions. And anger is not abstract, but yet astrology seems abstract at first, but by focusing in and, and discussing it lends that whole part of it. And this reminds me of a little conversation I had with um, a, a small child in the family, and I know that my family's probably listening, so it'll be evident to them, but she, we were out in the yard gardening um, and doing a project that was a collective project that was working out really successfully, and she and I were alone, and she suddenly asked about certain family members if they were, they were dead deceased, which they were, and and it is striking. I mean, she's a little person, uh, four, and so, and I answered honestly, and so children, I think we need to give great credit that on some terms they can accept a lot in life. It's, it's really true. Maybe they don't need to know huge details, but just some of the facts so that they yeah. can sit there and, and, and consider it because that's what we do. We ponder it. We, we go into that inner self, and we, we, that's part of how it formulates us. I know you were mentioning, too, earlier among our notes that it is the differences of, of where we are in the family, maybe because of of being a, 
the oldest or the middle or the youngest or one of five or six or, mm-hmm. you know, the size of the family. And the times, everything about it is our lens because, and I know like with astrology, the, the moons are different and that the moon often relates to our relationship with our mother. That was such an eye-opener. Mm. Maurice, Maurice yes. Fernandez, our mutual instructor, one of our primary teachers, uh, gave that viewpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what's really interesting, too, um, as part of uh, my studies with him as well, I'm, he has talked a lot about how um, children up to the about the age of six, you know, they can remember their past lives. And there's been instances of children remembering in great detail, and which is amazing when you think about it. You know, it's like we how we lose that that connection. Um, and and again, it's a it's a whole legacy thing. You know, seeing the past, the present, and the future. Um, and it's another it's another gift that children bring to us, you know, um, the ability to, to open that part of the brain and that, that has that memory, you know, cause most, most of us, you know, we might have a feeling about a place or a deja vu, you know, and that's part of that definitely for sure. Um, it's a, it goes along with my whole, well, mutually, because we do follow evolutionary astrology for soul growth, where as spirits, you know, we are a spirit incarnated with a body, this vessel, this, this, with all these abilities. And as, a, as on a stage, you know, with um, such as Shakespeare would say, and having, uh, choosing our parents, and choosing our family, it goes along with this idea that, and coming in with, with the, the past that we have, going forward in our direction. Yeah, and uh, I think it was Stephen Forrest who said, you know, we use the word choose. It's not like we're in the uh, in the ethers you know, making a choice, like we choose the type of tea we're going to drink. I remember him saying that, describe, you know, how the the soul incarnates. It's more like you're hiding behind a tree from something and then you suddenly jump in a hole and it turns out to be your mother's womb. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes. But, you know, I think it's there's this compelling gravitational force that brings us together with our parents or with our children. You know, it's like, it's like this is this is where the lessons are at for me in this particular incarnation. This is where I'll best learn my lessons, you know. And I think too, it, it follows that exchange. And we're gonna, we're wrapping this up. We're going to have to close here in a moment. But it mm. is that exchange which you were mentioning earlier about sharing and the the gifts of of love that it, that that resonance between our our existence. It really is the, the thrust and the heart of Leo, mm. the connection that we're all part of, you know, and, and, of course, this evolution that we've gone up to that point. Well, Catherine, thank you. This has been a great treat. And for our audience, this is Sue Rose Minahan and Catherine Zumstein. And, Catherine, your, your 
founder of Earth Sky Astrology. Next week, we don't have an exact person. It might be a wonderful speaker who's also on 1150. We have yet to confirm. So look at Talk Cosmos, and we'll definitely have that posted. But in the meantime, Catherine, it's been, well, you're always a total treat. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Sue. I so enjoyed talking with you today. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.